the podcast for yeah so uh what's going on robert we got jeff and robert on the show what's going um on? we were talking about the magic the gathering you yeah, play um, arena. what's up i don't know i play but um yeah i have a red deck a red um red deck wins that just like matches are gonna be over real quick i mean they're gonna oh, annihilate you in like six turns or you're gonna blow me up um you you're gonna blow me up in like 12 yeah so I never, but I have a story about like Magic the Gathering cards. My dad, Magic the Gathering story. My dad, like one time when I was in high school, like literally found out that I had Magic the Gathering cards, and he took them right. away. Like he was like, "This is like a cult shit," and he was like, "You can't have this no more." You know, my mom, my mom said the same thing, and then I like sat down with the game, and like I was like, "Mom, this is how you do it." She thought, yeah, she was like, like oh, this is, of all time. this is like literally casting spells or some shit. And I'm like, no, check this out. And she was just like, oh, so she's like, it's just a board game with cards. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, mom. That's it's all got it like magic words in it or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, oh, look at that. I summoned a fucking goblin or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, the lore stuff is like, you're supposed to be a planeswalker or a wizard or whatever. It's no different than like reading like Tolkien or whatever. It's no different know? than like playing video games or anything. Yeah. It's not even like I know people who are the lore is not half bad because my buddy works at a local game store. Um, and so I was thinking about getting Strixhaven, but I don't I don't know. Um, I think you can get some free cards on uh, on you can get definitely some free cards on, on the arena. The lore, but the lore is not that bad. And to be honest, um, since they uh since Dungeons and Dragons they weren't I don't know if they were problematic before, but I know since uh Hasbro brought them out and they brought out D oh, yeah. like they've been doing they're the woke of, now. They're the woke mob now. <laughs> well, yeah, like have you like I think their woke stuff is like really cool actually. Um like no no joke. Um like, I think they've done like a lot of uh, like a lot of cool characters, like the way they the way they do like black people and Asian people, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Tafiri's like awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm not I like that. I know you were just joking, but I like that series they're doing. They are they did that uh, black girl, not black girl, but it's just like black is magic, and they just let like, they let black um, artists do their cards. That's cool. Yeah, and they're like all different styles and stuff. They were pretty cool. Um, but yeah, people like lost their they lost. This is a Thursday show. They lost their or. They lost their motherfucking minds. Like they were like, "Oh, look at this woke shit." And it's just like, <laughs> it's like you nerds are gonna play competitive Magic: The Gathering, no matter what. So ma- you might as well. I mean, you gotta look at like Hasbro's point of view. Is they're like, we're gonna try to black nerds do exist. So let's let's try to get some of that black nerd uh, money. And then also another thing. So have you have you ever heard of the three um, the three archetypes? that um one of their creators came up with a zillion years ago which is how there's three types of magic players 
No, what are the three so, types? Okay, so there's um, there's three genders. Is what you're saying? Yeah, there's three genders of magic players. So there's a Timmy, I believe it's called. And what the Timmy is, it's not. These aren't like pejoratives. There's not one thing that's better than the other or anything. Like not that. like the squeaky voice kid that's playing Smash. No, 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 no. These are just like different. No, kind of- these are just mental archetypes of the of like the creators noticed that how people were playing the game. So the Timmy, um, the Timmy is the guy who's like, oh, I just want to like play green and cast big, giant monsters um and that's what i want to do and i i don't really care about um about anything else like even winning or losing i don't care about i just want to like do things you want to do the same you want to do the kind of magic that you want to do yeah so like that's, that's the matters. timmy and i can't remember there's another archetype and i can't remember it's like maybe a johnny or something and no, what the huh it's like jimmy maybe no, I can't remember. You'd have to Google it real quick. And I'm playing Elite Dangerous as we talk. So <laughs> um, so there's another archetype. It's like, the, let's just call him the the Johnny, right? And mm-hmm. so with the Johnny is, he's the guy who's just like, I don't even care about winning or losing. What I want to do is I want to be creative. And I want like my own, I want my style to, to come through. So those are a lot of people have like weird, like, um, They'll have weird blue decks that mill cards. You know, yeah, just oh that, that do annoying kind of player. Of, right, of right, right. <laughs> but they just want to like be creative and like do weird stuff and try to break the game. Yeah, um, they're not point. like hyper competitive either. But like when yeah, they're the most frustrating kind of people right. though, in the world. Oh, absolutely. And then so lastly, there's the third and final archetype. Which is the the oh no, I want to say the screw and that's I got a link from Weasel 00707 in chat, uh, who sent there's the Timmy, the Johnny, the Spike, and the Vorthos. I've never heard of this Vorthos, so I'd like to like maybe Google that. All right, so let me read them. Let me read them. Yeah, Uh, the Spike, I want to talk about the Spike's very important to this whole woke mob thing. Go to Spike. Okay, so I am definitely a Spike. What a Spike is, a Spike. (laughs) What a spike is how they get fun out of the game is oh I win that's how that's my fun <laughs> they they might they might try to craft a deck but most of the time they're net decking and they're just looking at tournament results and yeah, going they're, they're oh closers. this is the best deck they're closers they want the coffee yeah. coffee is for right. closers absolutely winning is how is winning is the way that they play the, the way they like to interact it's competitive game. motherfucker and i don't even think i don't even think um that's like a cheesy kind of way to play because that's that's why that's definitely how i play i just net deck i'm not trying to sit here for uh, there's people way smarter than me have have put decks together that's the way i think about it so even if i go find like the top deck that ever that's dominating um professional Whatever. right now that doesn't mean i'm going to win because I still need to like play that deck and learn how to pilot that deck. Right. Um, but that's the way I like to play. So get into the woke mob thing. Magic made a, um, they made a card like celebrating the spike and God forbid that, that art is a woman. Oh, it's, a, it's like a short haired. It's a short haired. Yeah. And people, wow. these How progressive. fucking guys, these fucking no lives, these fucking MGTOW men going their own way, but complaining about what women do every 30 seconds. They lost their minds. This was probably like five or six years ago. 
I love it. Unbelievable. And I was like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is when I started to get back into magic. Well, not really get um, because of arena. And I was just like, wow, people are trash. And this makes me never want to play the game live. This is, seems and, like very, you're taking all of the fun out of the thing. Well, my buddy, again, who works in the game store, he... Um, Which game store? He works there at um, Plus One. Oh, in the Metairie? Yeah, we should go out there sometime when okay. everybody's not going to die, when they start back up tournaments or whatever. But yeah. um, he works at Plus One, and he's like, I like, tell me, I was like, how's it go? Because they're not doing tournaments, but he would just say like, Oh God, these people are so annoying. Like they're just apparently, you, you know, like they're just weirdo game people who are like sexist, low key racist, and with bad hygiene. So it's like, can you blame Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast for trying to inject some new blood, some new blood that potentially like showers once a day into the game? My so, so here's what I want to hear. I want to hear. Um, I want to hear like John Kennedy complaining about the wokeristas of magic of like Wizards of the Coast and Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering, which is what he was doing today in Congress or yesterday, talking about like fucking I don't know. Like I can't keep up with these. these the weird. only thing I saw was um, the only thing I saw of that was uh, Kennedy going. I going to um what's her face from Georgia just being like I don't understand oh, how was, you can it say it was Stacey Abrams. It was Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams and Stacey Abrams was like twenty minutes later. He's like, oh, okay, I get the idea. I get the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gave up. <laughs> yeah, he did absolutely. <laughs> that dude, like literally, and I was just saying this, um, like like he he is basically trying to be. The, the insult comic sender like J- john kennedy is just trying to do insult comedy like he's like um don rickles or whatever the fuck and just say okay that's what i'm gonna base my entire senate career on it's just me doing insult comedy i mean it's probably honestly it's probably a you can tell me you've been into louisiana politics your whole life i've only lived here for seven years now it's probably kind of he it's probably has a strategy. It's not the worst strategy. I'm saying he has a chip on his shoulder from being from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It probably takes a lot to get noticed on the national stage. Mm-hmm. People probably think you're just like swamp trash or whatever. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. he is. But like <laughs> people are like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to this, you know, or he's not gonna he can be in the Republican Party, but he can't he can't sit with us like for you know martini happy hour. Well, the thing about John Kennedy that like I mean, I guess people locally realize, but nationally they don't. Like, John Kennedy used to be like a a, a Democrat. Like, he was like a Clinton Democrat. I had no idea. Yeah, he and he's basically just decided that he. Oh wow, I can have a lot more opportunity by being a Republican. So you know what? I'm just gonna become like some kind of weird fusion. He did the fusion dance between Foghorn Leghorn and uh, and Don Rickles, and that's the sort of thing that comes out in the end. <laughs> Wait, so did he switch parties, or did yeah, he, he switch from Democrat to Republican? Okay. He was a former yeah. trustee treasurer in Louisiana. Uh, he's been around for a very, very long time, but like he, he he's a, basically a guy who is like totally blackpilled. 
He has right. no politics whatsoever. He's just in it for the like. He's in it for the clout, and he's in it for the lulls. Like he is actually. A oh, psycho. he's Chris. He's so he's, he's Kristen Sinema's granddad. Granddad. He's one of them. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Like one of those like dead-eyed, like complete and utter psychos that exists right. in the world. Like Damn. it's bad. He's bad. Like like Bill Cassidy is like uh, the other senator that we have in Louisiana. Yeah. He's like a former doctor who also doesn't believe in anything other than like, um, like the status, like status quo. What's in it for him? Politics. But he's got zero charisma. Is the difference? <laughs> like, like, um, uh, um, the thing about Kennedy is he's kind of like decently funny about like turning a phrase. He does like cringe comedy, mm-hmm. and it's 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 like hard. It, it's not good by any definition and anything other than like it gets attention and people will talk about it. If that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It goes he knows how to get eyeballs. Uh, He's a shit poster more than anything else. Right. Like that's uh, what he is. Man, that's wild. I, I, you know, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. He was that it, bad. How, since we're talking local politics, what about, um, what about your boy? Um, what about your boy? Um, oh man, I can't think right now. Hold on. How about Gary? Yeah. What about Gary? So what? What is going on with that? Can you tell? Because I find it weird. So we have in the for everybody listening outside of state, we have a Democratic governor, but we have a Republican um, lieutenant else. governor. Yeah, Republican everything else. So the lieutenant oh, governor, Billy Nungesser. Billy Nungesser that's now? what I'm talking about, Billy. That's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Billy Nungesser. Yeah. So our lieutenant governor has been. Do you know about this? Before I start rattling, set it up. Set it up. No, he. Um, you got to tell me what because I only skimmed it. Honestly, this isn't like prep show material, but uh, he is under fire. He says he's under fire from the Republican Party. Really? And he says the Republican Party is trying to, because um, he's apparently has guys an FBI investigation on him. Let me really? let me make thing. sure that's the deal. Let me let me alt tab. We're gonna do some live journalistic research and yeah, let's, journalistic let's, research. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's let me Google. Make sure let's, that's right. like a Matt Gates situation. No, 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 not at all. Because that would be sick. That would no, be kind of not at all. Let's 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 not put my man out there like that. I will um, say this. Um, the, the advocate, Billy Nungesser, delivers fiery speech slamming disgusting GOP tactics, confirms FBI probe. Okay. Go. Uh, d- 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 in, because this is the first time hearing about yeah, it. Sam Carlin of the uh, the advocate, good old Sam, uh, Lieutenant uh, Governor Billy Nungesser delivered a fiery speech to the state GOP Saturday in which he slammed one of the state's top Republicans for crucifying fellow party members and made his case against the push for closed primaries. I'm surprised. I can't believe you don't know this because you're like, you're like the local guy. So apparently, okay, I, this is what I do remember. I'm going to keep reading it though, but this is what I do remember. Um, He said that the reason that the GOP wants the Republican party wants closed primaries in Louisiana is because they know they can't win the governor's mansion (laughs) without (laughs) it. But this is back to the advocate. Now in an interview afterwards, Nungesser also said his office is being probed by the FBI apparently over grants made by his office. An investigation, he claims, was ignited by fellow Republicans who see him as a rival. I 100% believe oh, this. 
He's doing, but he's doing kind of like a, a reverse anti-Trump Republican yeah. and just basically saying the Republicans are anti-me. So I'm like, he's kind of doing a Justin Amash move, if that makes any sense. I mean, I guess, but you you are the local politics man. I mean, from what I what I know, he know, wants to be a conservative. Even okay. our biggest hero of you know Kingfish was mm-hmm. dirty. No, so that, like that's just the water that you swim in. Yeah, that's right? why I like, believe like, him when we talk about like, like, Louisiana politics. politics in it's not just Louisiana, but like if you're gonna do politics in like America, like 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 Lula. Essentially, I just to draw, and I'm not just I'm not saying Billy Nungesser Lula like that. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm trying to say here. But like, just to kind of like draw a sort of comparison, I guess to say, like like Lula, in order to make anything happen in Brazilian politics, basically had to understand what moves um, Brazilian politics, and that is essentially like. In order to do anything, you have to do some certain level of corruption, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's essentially how politics works everywhere. But, like, the level of tolerance for that corruption kind of can be higher or lower, right? And now what Billy specifically is doing is, like, what he thinks is his ticket to, like, individual stardom is that if he essentially de- defines himself, because, like, the, the the establishment Republican Party isn't particularly popular. The thing that gets people like that makes them stars or not is firebrands, right? Whether or not you you can sort of like define yourself as different from everybody else. So what he wants to do is make himself an anti-establishment conservative. Okay. While also like being associated as a Republican, but not being a Republican. So yeah, would you say that's the that's the same water that he's not like our, a he's not like a libertarian. I will would say, you say that. that's the same water that our current governor swims in, just in a different direction. <sighs> the, 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 different, the difference with um John Bell Edwards is that he's not a firebrand and by any yeah. stretch. No, no, like no, John no. Bell Edwards is kind of like uh let's just make everybody happy kind of guy. Yeah. And um by doing that, by sort of just like playing the complete and utter center, um like he kind of does the opposite purpose, I guess you could say. Like he 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 doesn't def- he doesn't really set himself apart from um from He's more like an amoeba, if you could, if if I could kind of put it in a uh, almost biological terms. Like he just sort of like shapes, like shifts his shape into whatever he needs to be in any particular moment that can maximize his um, immediate benefit. So like um, John Bell Edwards is, and, and you have to be at least at some level like smart to do that. And I think John Bell Edwards is a pretty smart dude. If I'm if I'm being honest here, right. um, he has the ability to sort of like he knows where his bread's buttered. He knows that if he like crosses the corporates, then he's going to like lose uh, any ability to even contend. Um, he maintain he knows he's in a red state, so he like maintains this bullshit line of like I'm pro abortion, but I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And then while he's also doing that. He'll also be like, well, I also am a, um, uh, I, I, you know, believe that because you can't really apply the the same principles of of like neoliberalism on the local level that you can, you know, more more nationally. Right. Um, 
but but I guess you could say that that he is in favor of doing whatever it takes in terms of like making deals with business to just continue the status quo going forward. And he's he's good enough at making everybody happy so so essentially like not upset the apple cart. And that's the entire politics of John Bell Edwards. Uh does that make sense? Absolutely. He's a placator and like I mean like <laughs> I mean if you want to make a uh, uh, extreme example, you know, um, he can, he's essentially like by, by trying to keep everybody happy. He's also like entertaining the barbarians at the gates, which is the like, um, you know, Louisiana legislative Republicans who are absolute fucking demons, right? (laughs) Absolute monsters in the state. And, um, he, he sort of has to at least entertain that to some extent, and then, like Louisiana Democrats are sort of like, you know, not not the they're very good ones. No, I, I want awful. to say, huh? No, they're awful. They they have good ones, but they're very very weak. If that makes any sense, and they have this very very defeatist yeah. uh, attitude. At least, like if not in every individual, but like more broadly, that's sort of the uh, the sense that I get from folks. So like, um, there's no actual alternative, and there's a lot of like giving in to these perceived realities based on the fact that they've, you've, they've, they've just been, you know, beaten over the skull uh, for such a long time that they, that they don't know anything other than sort of being like playing by the rules that they've always lost by. I don't know. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. 100%. No, I just thought it was super interesting. I've just, it's like a year of the snitch. It's like everybody's flipping on everybody. There's no yeah. loyalty anymore. Well, oh, I guess like like that was one of the things that was. I, I'm actually surprised it didn't happen more specifically with Trump. Like when, um, like in the national level, to kind of like circle back to that. I'm surprised, like almost shocked, that there wasn't like a you know throwing Trump through the barbershop window of um, by the Republican Party. They 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 still have some degree of you know we can we can milk something out of this you know trump slash q slash everything because like what 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 a lot of people seem to be worried about um at least if you're like a you know conservative or whatever uh or if you're like a like a trumpian person or whatever right. um was that well you know as soon and and and, and a lot of liberals kind of like perpetuated this narrative to be very very clear uh, like when Biden would say the shit, like you know, the fever is going to break when we when we beat them and I become president or whatever the fuck. I'm going to try and get things back to normal. Nothing will fundamentally change. Mm-hmm. Um, like the idea that like that strain would die was, I, I think, a, like it was it was definitely a pipe dream. But also, you would think that there would be some more like coercive mechanisms for like the never Trump, like Bill Crystal, fucking neoliberal Republicans or neoconservative Republicans to separate themselves from that, which they never did do. You well, know, my thing is that the the maxim of uh, Democratic Party scorns their base, and then the uh, Republican Party fears theirs. they cultivate them. Honestly, um, they don't just fear them. They're just like, okay, make us fear you. Okay, you did it. I'm scared of you now. 
They create I, monsters that they have to fucking fear. They're like a they're like a doctor, like a Doctor Frankenstein, creating monsters and then running from those monsters and then to come back and make another fucking monster. They never learn their. I mean, they never learn the lesson mostly because they benefit from it because they can sell the monster. Yeah, I mean, and then Ed, Ed, we talk about this a lot with, um, I don't know, with other topics, but I think they fall into they're pl- they're placing a marker down that their money and power and privilege they can build walls high enough and put enough enough physicality in between a buffer in between the mob and themselves that they never have to worry about that. Um, what I think happened is that the, the, the coup scared them. Motherfuckers are literally getting publicly funded private space programs to create a literal wall of space between the colony that they're uh, attempting to create and them and their wealth and riches. Like, literally, SpaceX could essentially be a space colony program. No, absolutely. Um, But I think the coup scared those people. Yeah, I think the the coup, like, like, oh, shit, they can get to us. Mm -hmm. And, man, like, there's not enough. We don't have enough guns, literally, between us and these crazy people that we have put crazy shit into their head. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's, that's why you're not, that's why you didn't see, uh, there was a tiny, tiny bit, a tiny seed of throwing Trump under the bus because, yeah. you know, we've got to get away from Trump or we'll never win another national election kind of deal going. But then as soon as the coup happened, they were like, we can't go against these people. They've painted themselves into a corner. And they've painted the rest of us in a corner too. Like, like there is this also this sort of like perceived political reality that like when Democrats start to and they don't Democrats don't often do this, um, but when they start to like associate, um, and I want to say this part too: the fact that motherfucking Ted Cruz, the fact that fucking Matt Gates and um, Josh Hawley and a lot of these other like Republicans were not implicated in the stuff around that coup when they were like actively entertaining it. Right. And, like r- the rest of the Republicans didn't like publicly denounce them, even though they obviously hate them, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to people like Ted Cruz. Um, actually speaks to the fact that like the Republican Party is actually still pretty fucking strong after oh, after that, and the Democrats can't do. A goddamn thing, even though they have like a majority in the entire government, you know. No, absolutely, they like 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 Joe Biden, like as president, is like literally looking for reasons why, like, oh, I can't forgive fifteen dollars an hour. I I can't. I'm sorry, I can't forgive uh, fifty thousand dollars worth of student debt. Oh, I can't do fifteen dollars an hour in the um uh in the like um budget because oh there's a parliamentarian what the fuck you know like like they're just so afraid to do anything not and and i want to say this they'll Mm -hmm. say that it's because they think that like their fates would turn and like people would be upset if they made these kinds of decisions or whatever the fuck but they're really i mean like the real reality is that that is something that would um like materially impact them negatively. Like if you get rid of $50,000 of student debt or all of it, then that's one less thing you have to run on the next time. 
Now, and the way it plays out is that if you don't do the thing that you promised that you would do, then people are like, well, fuck you. I'm never going to vote for you again. But they always try to like be too smart by half, right? Too clever by half and right. try to like maintain that leverage, which I mean, like it's the, it's like it's almost like they like throw the banana peel on the ground for them to step on themselves. Well, yeah, because I mean the the idea is the money and the donors they're just hedging their bets at the casino. Yeah, exactly. You know, look at Trump. Would like to go back to Trump. Trump's like, I give money to all these people because I'm hedging my bets. Mm-hmm. That's what every that's what every corporate entity does. They go, oh well, I'm gonna take this um this hullabaloo in Georgia for example. Which is great. I mean, whatever. Can you just sort of like like lay out what's going on there? I mean, so Georgia is ha, is passing, or have they already passed the draconian? Yeah, they passed. Uh, they passed. So they passed the draconian. They're back, baby. Jim Crow. Alphamale, they're back. Electioneering laws, and so because uh, they these companies like Delta and Coca Cola want to butter up and get close to the current administration, which is happens to be Joe Biden and the democratic party. They're willing to put themselves out there and say, Oh, well, you know, we don't support this and we'll move our business elsewhere. If you, if you do Jim Crow voting laws yeah. to where if the Republicans were in party, they in power, they wouldn't say anything about it. Cause it's just about right now. It's, it's what is going to get us the biggest return for our dollar. And when we when we give it to politicians right now, we don't care who it is. They're just the machine with a lever to be pulled when we need corporate tax rates lowered. Correct. Correct. Yeah. No. And, and like, they'll even like try and pull that, like, like corporations, like, um, like Lowe's or whatever. We'll try and pull that woke shit when, um, when Democrats are in charge because it doesn't fucking matter to them. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, or when, when Republicans are in charge, it doesn't really matter. Like when, um, when Colin Kaepernick was doing these and like the um, and like Nike would just spend, uh, you know, what, how many hundred, you know, does tens of millions of dollars of contract on, on Colin Kaepernick um, because they wanted to appear woke. Not that like Colin Kaepernick's the villain here or anything like that. Motherfucker got paid. God bless. Um, but like yeah. the reason that he got paid was because um, because Nike wanted to look good in the whole thing. It's not necessarily because he was, I mean, I guess, to a certain extent, he was providing that value in terms of like the way we look at that shit, um, societally speaking. But like, it's not—it's not solving the societal ills that create those problems. No, we shouldn't be in this situation anyway. Where right. we're depending on corporations to carry the banner of social justice for us. It's—it's it's, right. Well, and it's, what, it, that is the dystopia. Like that is yeah. the most terrifying shit. Like, and what it also does is it sort of like puts people like Tucker Carlson and these fucking like absolute psycho like basically mask off white nationalists, but they have like the thinnest mask. It's not even cheesecloth. It's like they're wearing saran wrap on their face. If you know what I mean, you can still right. see who exactly they are. It's like barely obscured. If you know what I mean, like it's a mask, but it's not a very good mask. Um, but like they, 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 they're essentially going to say like, well, corporations are bad. And like, that is a true statement. 
But the reasons that Tucker Carlson thinks the corporation is bad is not because it is ransacking, you know, workers. It's ransacking the earth. It's ransacking our entire political system. It's bad because it's woke, man. That's why corporations are bad. That's why I hate corporations. And now we get to all yeah. the other shit's fine. But like the, the fact that the fact that the corporations are woke is bad. No, that's exactly. I mean, that's right. I mean, Tucker Carlson is no more of a nationalist than uh, I hate to say, just no more of a nationalist than Adolf Hitler was. It was just or Trump. He doesn't. The, the it's fake. It's fake populism. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. been said by smarter people than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you can't Not see me. that, speak for yourself on that one. If if you can't see that this guy's a fraud, then you know I've got. I've got swamp. I've got swampland to sell you in the middle of Florida. You know yeah. it's great, but uh, Florida, yeah, sell Florida. Don't sell Louisiana. But it's the dystopian reality that we even have to. We have to lobby companies. You know, to I mean, these companies. What they're trying to do is it's smart with Coca Cola and and let's say Delta. They're trying to to get in front of a boycott. You mm-hmm. know, their their whole thing is, and that's the thing that the left and I mean, honestly, black people have done very well for decades now is saying, Hey, look, you know, Delta or Coca-Cola, this is not, um, this is not personal. It's just that you do business in the state of Georgia. So we got to do it to you. You know, black people know like what moves the needle. It's not, I will say this, um, that there is sort of like this, um, this point of, like no press is bad press if you're a corporation. So they, like I think a lot of corporations don't really give a shit if they're associated as the um like the woke corporation like um like Nike tried to be or if they're like the you know the, the like fucking anti-abortion fucking Chick-fil-A, right? They don't really give a shit because they're going to like move the needle and make their sales no matter what. Like no press is bad press in that particular situation. Well, I disagree with you because like Chick-fil-A, even Chick-fil-A cared very much. They cared enough to the point where saying we're just not going to talk about any kind of bullshit like this anymore, which is for a corporation that we know has the ideals that it has because it is still a private company. It's not even shareholders we can look right and we know what the people who, you know, mm-hmm. day to day run the business um, think for them to do that is, I don't know. It's not a victory, well, but it's I, I guess my point. I guess my point is that like they, they got a lot of press from sure. being the sort of like, Oh, we're the like anti-abortion chicken honk honk, you know, or whatever. Right. The fuck. But like, and then they back off from it. That means they get, they still have those like conservative bona fides, like that initial spike. And then they get to get everybody else back in because they, because they actually backed down and they didn't actually like totally back down. They oh, just, I see what you're it. saying. No, absolutely. They're like, they're like both, best of both worlds. No, it's a business decision. Yeah. Oh, like, that's, that's, that's the motivation. Chick fil A <laughs> was not based in the deep south, and let's say based on the coast, they would not be running off at the mouth like they did. Yeah, for sure. It's a business decision. I mean, and that's the decision that they made. They've they've crunched the numbers. They've figured out how many. It reminds me of. Um, it reminds me of like Disney had again. My Disney nerd is showing. Go for Disney it. had an unofficial gay day where just 
a lot of queer oh, people decided to go to Disney, right? And they I just remember Yeah, they would just show up and to Disney. And then Disney scratched their the mouse like scratched his ears and scratched his chin and said, you know, we can make some money from this. Hell yeah. And then they just officially had the gay day. And and all the Republicans and the conservatives went crazy. And pretty much without saying it, they said, you explain said, okay, so you're so mad at us. Well, you get to explain to your kids why they're not going to Disney World this year when you told yeah. them they could. Go ahead and have that conversation, Pops. Exactly. And, so, and, so and the this, people back down. This actually speaks to something, and this is like a little bit dated of a reference, but I was watching one of the uh, the Matt Crispin vlogs from a little bit back, and he was talking mm-hmm. about like distribution of the vaccine. And like the best way that he said that you could possibly distribute the vaccine is if you just like made one of them like the fucking cuck, like liberal vaccine. And if you made the other one the like, Chad in the conservative vaccine, you're just going to get everybody vaccinated because people are just going to pick their side in the fucking brand war, you know, Which I, a missed opportunity to be completely honest. And like the, the, I guess like, like Jadson and Johnson would have been like voting for the fucking Jill Stein or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Get the freedom shot to own the libs. Yeah. You, you're, yeah. You, don't you feel owned? I got Pfizer yeah. money. Fucker, you live. Oh, you're gonna let the China virus kill you? What are you? What are you, a libcock? <laughs> you just like totally frame the conversation. You take the framing of the conversation from like, do you get vaccinated or not? And you turn it into, well, which fucking vaccination are you gonna get, pussy? You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess since we're on protest, um, protests and boycotts. Mm-hmm. I guess we should talk about Chauvin and going to prison. Yeah. So uh, let me come right back for that. Sure. All right. Your show, you do what you want. It's our show. It is our show, my friend. Whatever, dude. I'm just, uh, I'm just here for comic relief. While I fly my spaceship through the galaxy, which I do not want to show on cam because I'm in my underwear. I am tired. Uh, office is messy i might be um you know doing some stuff i don't want anybody to see so i am off cam getting ready for the i'm really 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 not trying to be an an alpha tester for the new expansion for elite dangerous but man i really want it i really do i really do i really do i want like I want to play around with space legs, but I'm like, why am I going to buy this thing when it's not ready yet? And it's, it's going to be ready in like a month. So I'll just do it then. Um, I hate paying to be an alpha tester. They should be paying me to do that. I hate any, any kind of that garbage where they like give people access when you give them money. I, I hate pre-ordering anything. Uh, oh. Speaking uh, of because I today yeah. from a friend of the show, oh, yeah? I got a, a, a book in from friend of the show, Ben Burgess, and I have him booked for uh, next week. Nice. Uh, his new book, uh, Canceling Comedian While the World Burns. Uh, so we'll be probably having him on uh, this Monday. So uh, just throwing that out there, folks. Ben Burgess. We love him. I, I want to hear, I want to carve out a couple minutes if I, if I can join that or if I, if you could not. You're I want to hear. 
Now I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear his ideas of uh, Destiny and uh, Richard Wolf yesterday. Well, actually, do you want to talk about that now? And then we sure, go for it, man. Sure. Did you watch it? I watched as much as what I could take. How much could you take? About twenty minutes, and I tapped out. It Why? was so, okay. it was super annoying. Why was it so bad, in your opinion. Um, Destiny was Destiny. And I like Stephen Bunnell. That's the thing. But I like him when he's going up against D-list uh, right wingers because they're so stupid and easy to like. They're like bulls in a bull ring. They're so easy to get him to charge. Um, but Destiny was doing the things that he always um, he always accuses his his other debate opponents of doing, which mm. they're doing. He doesn't do them out, but but he was gish galloping all over the place. What does that mean? Um, it means he's every time he was confronted with um, a retort to an idea, he would just change the subject. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, how like a Facebook fight when I'm like, you're like Trump, you're in with some chud. And they're like Ch Trump won. I'm like, but Biden's in the White House right now. And they'll say, right. well, you probably you probably voted for Bernie anyway. Well, like that wasn't the part that wasn't the topic. You just move to mm -hmm. something else. It's it's a just it's a debate topic that people do to concede points without actually conceding points. Right. Yeah. And then your boy was, your boy was, Wolf was annoying because he thought he was like giving a dissertation. He didn't understand this was actually like a conversation. Okay. So he would just like go on and on and on. And I'm not saying what he was saying was incorrect, but you've got to give, you got to give dude, you got to give destiny like a chance to respond to stuff. All you right. You can't My just sit there and talk for 30 minutes. My I God. watched the whole thing. My take on the on the Destiny Richard Wolf debate was mm -hmm. Destiny asked questions to and, and this is one of the things and I'm gonna give away a trade secret. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. If I give away a trade secret from Good Morning Comrade, if I un 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 unravel one of our deep dark um, production secrets, do it. One of, the, one of the easiest kinds of shows to ever have ever ever that we ever have is to have somebody whose job for a living is to lecture because that makes your job as an interviewer extremely easy does that make sense so you have somebody who is who basically their entire job all they deal with every day is to communicate ideas you have them come on your show and you basically say, hey, come communicate your ideas. And you ask them extremely basic questions. And that was basically like my first couple of years of Good Morning Comrade. If you know, mm -hmm. you know all, the, all the shows that I did individually, that's basically what the whole fucking show is. Right. So in that debate to sort of like circle around to that, there was a many, many points where Destiny tried to ask um, Richard Wolf, who's literally a college professor who lectures for a living, like basic questions about socialism or even like leading questions about socialism. And um, Richard Wolf would basically like either answer the question directly when it was a correctly framed, when it was like a, a, a straightforwardly framed question, or he would reject the bullshit frame that Destiny would put around something. And just talk about what he was going to talk about anyway. So he just basically had absolute command of like all facts in that debate and, and absolutely destroyed De Destiny over and over again. It was 
unbelievable. It was functionally, that debate was functionally a Richard Wolf lecture. And that is how bad Destiny lost that debate. I did like that Richard Wolf, as old as he is, understood that he was on the internet. Yeah. And he understood when to be petty. Which we're very good at. That was awesome. He like started started talking about how fast the youngs were talking, which is like such a boomer thing, but it's also like really funny, really fucking funny. Here's the thing about about Steven. Mm -hmm. I really like him. I really think that he just like he's a guy, and I don't mean this as an insult. He likes to talk. He likes to hear himself talk. Mm Mm-hmm. So he likes to argue for the sake of argument. Yeah, he's so, a, he's an edge lord. Like he's a born and bred contrarian. If you put if you if you if you put him in a room with you know Martin Luther King Jr. You know from Beyond the Grave and the Ghost of Martin Luther King Jr. He would he would take the side of like libertarianism and and debate why we don't need a civil rights law. So he's blue in the face. And if you if you resurrected you know. Adolf Hitler, he would like debate him against uh, about why the Holocaust is wrong. He's a he's just a guy that wants to argue. He is as liberal as it gets. He is the most liberal. Like the actually the term omni liberal. Like I think it's super cringe. I think it's appropriate. I think like like the way that the the probably the best way to describe uh, him is like primarily by what he's not. So he's like an anti-fascist, anti-communist is like what you would describe him as. He doesn't really like ascribe himself to anything other than like his own extremely specific de- definition of capitalism. Exactly. That's what like, I was going to say. It's like he has no politics. Uh, I mean, he does have a politics, but it's like Buttigiegian politics, if that makes any sense. Okay. Like it's very, very technocratic. Very, very like, like it, it is like almost like a distilled form of like, uh, capitalism with a like very very I, I think he's probably he's, he's like the if there was no politics in the world and that's sort of like the, the failure of him is that like he does not account for the actual reality of politics he's basically entirely theoretical right um, if there was no politics in the world he would just be like what a liberal wants to be that makes sense Kinda. I, I just think that um I, I, I see your point about him being kind of just so rigid to where he has no imagination except like whatever his framing mm. in his mind is. Because what really struck me was that this guy that I consider like really smart, I consider that's the really smart guy, he couldn't understand he couldn't imagine a world when they were talking about co-ops where a co a, a worker controlled co-op would want to take their profit instead of just like making it so the business just doesn't run at a deficit that they mm-hmm. would want to take that they'd want to take the profit and and use that to like sell stock yeah. and like grow the com and like grow the company. So so I, like I, he I, couldn't I he couldn't fit he thought he would just he thought that in his mind it was just a bunch of like Soviet farmers saying, well, we grew 50 potatoes and there's 50 people. So everybody gets one potato. Yeah. Uh, Sidecaster in chat actually said it felt like a classroom setting and not a debate. And I think that that is actually fairly correct. And I say that specifically because like when I went to college, 
I was fucking destiny, right? I thought I could like get one over on the college professor when he was trying to like say what he was saying about like, you know, whatever level of economics I was I was at at the time, right? Like he thought he thinks he's smarter than the teacher. Like it's that kind of that, that was the dynamic that I read away from that more than anything else. <laughs> you know? I, I get that, but just like I don't I like that Wolf did that because I'm not like a big argument from authority guy is like just because no, 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 no. well I think that the arguments that, that Wolf were making were solid. Like yeah, oh no, absolutely. Wolf, Wolf <laughs> went on there with a guy who was and, and, and I also say this as somebody who has dis- I myself have disagreements with Wolf. Like like absolutely that's what I, I would be like it, it, okay, let me put it this way. I say this about Vosh and I say this about Richard Wolf. Like if their sort of brand of market socialism was to be the like thing that took over like or that became the sort of like next developed version of society, I would not be upset. It would not be worse than the situation that we're in now, right? right? Now, in terms of like Getting to that point, I don't necessarily see because I, I I sort of see the order of operations a bit differently. I see, um, like I see things a little bit more democratically uh, taking place, not necessarily like from an at work place. Like I think democracy at work in the order of operations will come after a political democracy, which will almost like. It's almost like it, like like ripples in a pond, or almost like an echo. Like you need democracy at work from like not the co-op sense, but you need stronger unions, right? Which is not a contradiction, but like like unions having leverage would create a situation where you could have stronger worker co-ops, and that, like that's the difference that I see in terms of an order of operations. However, if we can like get to like the point is to get there, I guess you could say, and the path to getting there is two different things. I don't know. No, and I just go back to my point where he couldn't understand that workers can workers can decide in a co-op what they want the terms of their conditions of their work to be. Yeah, and he like roll out you know little. That- tricks like oh the mondragon corporation is actually not yeah. one corporation it's a multiple it's a federated corporation and and the 30 times rule or the nine times rule or eight times rule or i can't remember what the number was um only applies per sector and their management is its own sector which it isn't um, well, he even went into with the mondragon he went into oh well they do business with problematic corporations outside of the federation and yeah it's like no bitch it's like are you it's like yeah oh you also live in a society no, mm-hmm. I just thought they just went through a socialist fucking wormhole. Yeah. And, and maybe, they only... Um, I, was, I was almost thinking that um, maybe this weekend, um, or maybe not, uh, we could do uh, uh, like, a, like a viewing with commentary of that. I think that That'd be, be fine. Friday is rough and rowdy. Sunday might be a good day, though. Maybe Sunday. Let's, 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 let's pencil that in for right. Sunday. Yeah, Friday's rough and rowdy. You've never heard of so Psycaster in chat has never heard of Mondragon Corporation. Um, really, the, the the honestly, and this is going to sound like a little bit shilling, but like the way that the actually the best person to find out more about Mondragon is by listening to Richard Wolf because he actually covers them quite a bit on his show Economic Update, which you can find at democracyatwork.info. Uh, so just to answer Psycaster's question. That's where you can find more about uh, Mondragon. It's a company in Spain that is essentially like a, a federation of worker-owned co-ops that um, 
and again, I don't want to like step all over myself because I'm not an expert on this, but they are essentially like, and they're a potential alternative to the capitalist structure. My view is that there's limitations. How, and I would actually think that that um, that 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 uh, you know Richard Wolf would agree with us on this. Uh, that there are not, it's not like not limited. You're limited by your environment, if nothing else. Um, however, it it does provide a very real alternative to the sort of capitalist <laughs> that we exist within. Um, but definitely check it out. Like, like seriously, the guy that talks about them more than anybody is is Richard Wolf. So check out um, Democracy at Work. Uh, he does a show called Economic Update every week. Um, watch that after you watch Good Morning Comrade, of course. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just watch all Good Morning Comrade things and things only things that we recommend. Yeah, um, of course. Speaking uh, of I, I want to say one more thing about Stephen though. Yeah, please. Um, this is why I, like I don't hate him. Um, even though like I do find a lot of his political situation and his a lot of his um, I find him generally problematic in a lot of ways. Really, but, like, him as a dude. But like, um, I guess my point is the fact that he is sort of like a sorcerer of what many streamers are using to create their own websites with their own sort of independent um, from Twitch or from YouTube. Uh, funding systems is actually genuinely good. Absolutely, I want to like shout that out. You know, I don't want to like say that he's like a piece of shit. Like, no, it's totally not. He's, he's, he's not. I mean, he's either. not like he's not a fascist either. Like people say yeah. he's, a he's not a fascist. Like he sucks in a lot of ways. But like, it's not like him being a fascist is not one of them. I really want to get it like for just a moment, just a, a literal second, and just say like I don't even consider Destiny on the left. No, uh, but he's no, fine. He's fine for my entertainment to listen to when he goes against like race realists and stuff like that. But I'm really, really annoyed by the the online left and just like our purity testing of nobody is ever good enough. Like I, I really the shit with Vosh I see where it's like oh fuck him shoe on head where it's like oh fuck her. Right, so and I, I'm just I, like I'm gonna, what are you talking I, I about? The context for that because I I. I like I look at some of their content and right. I don't, I don't like look at the drama surrounding them uh, in a certain sense, I guess you could say like, I'm allergic to that. Um, I kind of avoid the drama. Like, okay, let me be totally honest here. Okay? okay. I want to know about the drama, but I don't want to recognize the drama and I don't want to acknowledge the drama or give it a platform, but like, at least just for the purposes of this, What's the fucking drama? Because I am very, very messy. There's, no, it's just on. It's ongoing drama. It's mm -hmm. ongoing shit, and like, especially like, like with Shu, like being like, like a pedophile or whatever. Like what the no, fuck? No, and especially with Shu because she used to date that guy that she even broke up with him. Which like salute that what, guy that armored that armored specter uh, armored, armored skeptic. Oh, he was. And I used to listen to him because when I went through my edge lord atheist stage. I fucking listen to all that bullshit. I listen to Matt Dillahunty, who's not problematic. Uh, Armored yeah. skeptic. He's just like a he. He does the show, the Atheist Experience. Um, I actually got into like an online fight with him, and I was dead wrong. I've mm -hmm. come to realize that. But um, this was like ten years ago. But uh, no, him. He's not problematic. So it's like I'm just saying his. He's like I think he's like the kingpin of like. He's mm -hmm. the part of like new atheism that like survived and is still good. Um, yeah. 
But like, like armor skeptic, who else? Chat uh, real quick. Like, like if you don't like Destiny, I fucking totally get it. By the way, yeah. <laughs> like he's annoying. I'm not watching Destiny to learn shit. I'm watching Destiny like at work to like laugh. I'm like, oh, oh who's this? It's the equivalent of um, like the Roman Coliseum of just like you throw like an idiot. You're throwing like an idiot into the Coliseum with Destiny and Destiny's going to like tear them to shreds. Right. But I don't need Destiny to talk to me about anything that's like actually substantial. No, he's functioning. That's he's not what I'm good. there for. He's actually good in terms of de-radicalization and very little else. Mm-hmm. A fascist. He's very good for de-radicalization of fascists and very little else. I think yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in that sense. But so like Shu had like she dated that armored skeptic guy and she was just like fuck feminism. Funny, by the way, I think she went it's very funny. Yeah, she's great. But she'd be like fuck feminism and I'm a libertarian and she was also like 20. She was also like fucking 20 and then she's she's done a whole like yeah, that was dumb. I'm mm-hmm. dumb. Like I voted for Bernie, like I'm dumb. You know, some and like people are like oh that's not good enough. You got to go back in the past and and touch your touch yourself in the past like time cops so both your realities can just disappear like, <laughs> jesus christ you guys why don't you relax it's just it's just youtube nobody's nobody's like interviewing for leftist uh, marxist leninist poet laureate here we're just yeah. like we're having the we're taking the piss on youtube yeah and, and honestly generally speaking i think the stakes just need to be lower if that makes any sense, you know, sure. like like the, the the ability to talk to these th- about these things about like the actual world that we're having, like having it be on a pedestal, and having like it be addressed only by people who are like designated and recognized authorities or whatever on this stuff mm-hmm. is actually extremely detrimental to um to basically basically anybody being able to participate in in like anything meaningfully and like have them feel like it's meaningful right sure i don't know maybe i'm just being just, kind of a like a head of the staff kind of guy here. like hmm? let me like, yeah, just, yeah, just, you know and honestly cool. let me tell you what i think this is let me tell you where i think this comes from i think i think it's a race thing and i'm sure there's there's people of color who find People are racist against destiny. Is that what no, you're saying? This is why I think it is, honestly. Because it's almost, a, and I don't mean this in a way of like, oh, you got to check your privilege and you're a bad person. But I think that white people in, in their politics and then who they get to kind of look up to, they, they get to pick and choose to mm-hmm. where like people of color and Trading. black people in general don't get to, we don't get to be so selective. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, do you think we should exist? Oh, do you think we should have equal rights in society? Oh, mm-hmm. do you like good enough? Good enough for us. So it's like that, like that's who we gotta roll with. We can't, we can't wait. We can't wait for the perfect person. We've got to like, oh, this person's got traction in um this person has traction in uh in society, so we'll roll with them. Per, a perfect example of somebody I can think of, and this is where it doesn't work out. You've got to have some standards. You can't just let any old body. Bill Clinton, the worst. Bill, Correct. but look, but but he was good enough for black people. He was good enough for what? He was good enough for black people. They're like, oh, oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Think, 
Oh, shit. Not, only was he, not only was he good enough for black people, he was the first black president, remember? You see what I'm saying, though? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, you think that we should have equal rights in the law and shouldn't be discriminated <laughs> against? But you're, you're like a you're like a third way a triangulating piece of shit. Well, yeah. we got to go where we got to go with. Like, we we can't sit around and wait for the perfect. Oh, and the, the other question is, like, like, which black people is he okay with? Because, like, um, if you look at and look, I'm, I'm, you know, people don't like some people don't like Adolf Reed, but like his analysis of, you know, black faces in high places and the idea of a sort of multicultural, multiracial ruling class and his critiques of that, um, which was absolutely something that he identified, you know, almost a decade ahead of time with Obama um, is like 100 percent right. You know? Well, let me let me tell you this. So I probably used I think we're talking about two different things because I think I used a bad example. Not a bad oh. example, but I just I reached too high when I said Bill Clinton. Well, what I really want to say is that, yeah, in, in somebody like who's going to be a representative in your representative government or the president of the United States, we've got to yeah. set our standards higher. But what I mean is like, who am I going to enjoy on YouTube and going to say that like people should have equal rights? Uh, yeah. Then that person might not be a perfect person. Oh, they're they're gonna be okay. trust me. If you're looking up to YouTubers, right? If you're looking up to YouTubers, then like, I'm sorry, pal, but you got some soul searching to do. Like, no matter which, um, you stood for Clinton against my dad in the live with. No, 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 look, dude, like, like that was 20 fucking years ago. G Wolf, like, so G Wolf in chat says, I can't believe I stood for Clinton against my dad in a live way. Uh, I was See, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like, but here's the thing, though. Feel but any kind of way about that. You shouldn't feel bad about that, though. Like, you shouldn't feel bad about that because, like, the alternative was fucking Pappy Bush, who was literally, the, like, he was basically the CIA as president. Like, people don't fucking forget how evil the Bush family is. And it always was. Like, they I mean, I knocked worse. I knocked worse for Obama. They were literally, like, like literally... They like like the the press bush and and like the the early family like were Nazi like they they made deals with Nazis and shit like that mm -hmm. like not even kidding they were sucking in fucking Joseph Stalin uh, and and fucking Adolf Hitler. My man, don't feel any kind of way. Like I knocked doors yeah. for Obama twice. I got yeah. offered a job to like run a uh, run a Hillary Clinton like like field office, and I seriously thought about it. Fuck that shit, dude. Like, yeah, yeah dude. people requests are, requests are for chumps, bro. Don't don't feel bad about I don't know, trying to trying to do oh, what you thought was dude. right. Like dude, the, the red blue thing, the red blue thing is the way that like is like the lanes that um that we're like forced to exist in in a lot of ways, right? And right. like 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 examining that is actually super helpful for me. Like, like thinking about the realities and implications. And like, look, I'm talking about this as somebody who like literally before this show got off of a show for the Jefferson Parish Democrats, right? Like literally I'm the producer of a show for that shit. And like part of the reason that like, like I understand, or at least I think I understand. I don't want to like make any like too many claims in terms of um like no like like i don't have everything figured out but like i think there are avenues to getting to power and i'm not 
personally, and I don't think most people should personally feel too fucking precious about their own personal purity, if that makes any sense, too. Right. No, I agree. 100%. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly, G-Wolf. It's just a reflection on the past and probably helped you get to the way you are now. Yeah, like if, like if you're not, like, like every single person has a past and every single person like has reflected on things that they've done that they like, I mean, I wouldn't even regret being a door knocker for Clinton or whatever. Um, but like, or for Obama or fucking Hillary Clinton. You know, as long as you're not doing bad shit now. I, I mean, I even believe in like the redeemability of fucking weirdos like Ryan Knight. If that makes any sense. Right. It just, it's just like right now he's a fucking dumb shit. Whew. Um, I guess we should wrap. Uh, we should yeah. talk about George Floyd, though. For yeah, talk about yeah, talk about Derek Chauvin. Sorry, like I took us on a long ride. No, you're good. Um, so I really am. I really like the narrative that's coming out of uh, Derek Chauvin is going to rot in prison for the rest of his life. I like the narrative that's coming out of this. Of um, this is just the first step. Because remember, I said uh, a couple weeks ago. I was terrified that he was going to get convicted and everybody would be like, well, racism's over guys. Yeah. And that doesn't seem to be what's happening. People mm -hmm. are talking about this as like a fulcrum, like a lever to, um, to, to actually get like substantial real change. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing that is surprising, not surprising, but I would almost say comical is the right wing's response to Derek Chauvin getting um, put in prison for the rest of his life, hopefully. They fucking hate Maxine Waters, don't they? Yeah, and that's funny because they're like, well, you know, the thing is, well, they got they got what they wanted because they got what they want. They got what they wanted because if they didn't, we all know they were going to burn the, they, we all know they were going to burn the, the, the country to the ground. So thank God for, you know, it took this one good cop to be sacrificed so the the heathens didn't burn the burn the, the the country down, and my my thought to that is that so what you're saying is uh, protests that turn into riots that turn into um, destruction of capital that works. Yeah, it's like thanks for giving the game away. We'll yeah. repeat. We'll do. No problem. Yeah, yeah. We, we so if that if that's the key, then that's what will happen. And I kind of get upset, not upset, but I think a lot of media people can't talk about it is that they'll say, well, the, you know, peaceful protests, the, the protests were peaceful here and there and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? Like chill just a little bit with that because a protest without a peaceful protest is great. But what is the protest? If not, there is a underlying threat of violence there. And there has to be for the protest to have any teeth. And that's just the real facts of the situation. Because what a protest is saying is, look, I can get all these people together and march them over a bridge and we can all go home and, and nothing will happen. Be hurt. Yeah. But, but I can also get them together and do other things if I so choose. And that's, that's like the implied threat that's behind any protest. I mean, the idea that you're going to get people to cross a bridge and they're and and the state's going to say, well, wow, that was amazing and moving. No more state sponsored violence. It's all that's, over. That's not how things happen. That's fucking like dream world shit. Right. Derek Chauvin 
Derek Chauvin is in prison, and that's the thing they have right. He is in prison because he's a murderer, but he's also in prison because the target got burned to the ground. Yeah. Straight up. And if you think if you think it's anything, you're living in a dream world if you don't think that that didn't get the goods. Yeah. And I'm sorry that we live in a world that that has to be. I I work every day to to make that world obsolete. If that we, is where we're at right if now. If we lived in a just world, that kind of shit wouldn't be fucking necessary. Absolutely. Right? Um. And and again, like the other thing that's worth um. Doge is crashing. Holy God. Oh no, not Doge. I thought I got in on the bottom. Now I'm down 200 bucks. Great job. You bought it at the at the, at the wrong time. Yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead. Sorry. It's a meme, buddy. Um, but anyway, yeah, like like there was um the murder of that 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 you know young girl in Cleveland with the knife. Right. Uh that just happened like the day after the Chauvin trial. And then um there was also just I mean our our friend uh Andrea covered it and she might be on tomorrow to talk about okay, this cool, in the morning. Cool. Um to talk about the um murder of Andrew Brown in North Carolina, which was like right near her home. Um and actually, I mean, she's probably there right now covering this. So, um, and like, at yeah, the, stay at, safe, Andrea. She was yeah, so cool. It, it, the, did you hear call the majority report today? She got in. She got through, yeah, and she, she uh, it's great. She was in. Um, but but yeah, definitely make sure like um like that is a fairly clear. So I I do want to say this, like. I don't take particularly a whole bunch of joy. Like, like, like Derek Chauvin is a t- horrible, terrible, no good, very bad individual. And like, as an individual being punished or whatever, I don't take any particular joy in him being like, or like sentenced to probably life in prison or whatever. However, at the exact same time, a cop shooting, I'm sorry, kneeling on the neck of someone for nine minutes and murdering them and that having fucking consequences is something that is absolutely necessary. So like if that's what it takes to prevent cops from murdering people, which it hasn't necessarily done yet, but it might be one baby teeny tiny step into that direction might be, I'm not saying that it is, um, then you know what? It's fucking worth it. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing I'm taking the most, to even that's what you said is what I'm taking the most heart in is mm-hmm. that people aren't celebrating. Like yeah. it was celebration. Everybody I think gave themselves one day. And then and after that, you want to validate crazy. that like this is justice or like say that our justice or quote unquote, you know, our, our, our legal system um, produces justice because it doesn't, it's not designed to do that. And it never will do that. And not, not, you know, not in the form that it's at in now. I mean, you can call whatever you want, but, um, I mean, like, 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 like that, like that's not justice. The, the, the George Floyd's family does not have George Floyd back because, uh, justice is setting things right. Yeah. You can never say he got murdered. You can never say that. It could be punishment. It could be pen vengeance. If you're generous, you can call it accountability. However, if there is going to be a deterrent from four cops, to not do this fucking shit that they always do, it, at least in some circumstances, 
And if that prevents that in any way, I guess that's that means it's at least marginally good. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you're right. And you just think about think about what was going through Chauvin's head mm-hmm. is that he had a body camera on and new people were filming this and he didn't care. That's how like above the law Damn, police are in this country. For nine goddamn minutes. Didn't give a shit. Goddamn minutes. Like that is like not only is that a murder, like and it, I want to say one other thing. I'm sorry. I'm like rambling here. Like the fact, the mere notion that this absolutely open and shut case wasn't that. And there was actually like questions in people's mind that like Chauvin might be um, acquitted or there might be like a hung jury or a mistrial or whatever. Like the idea that that was a possibility when that like was the case and everybody fucking saw it in 4k. Right. Then like, like if, if he would have gotten off, it would have been so much worse. And like, I don't think, and, and, and to your, to address your concern, I don't think that he's going to be like the sin eater in this situation either, which is also good. I think you're right. I mean, this is an overall good thing. And I hope, yeah, I, I, I mean, I pray for everybody who's hitting the streets tonight. And, uh, but yeah. that's what has to happen. Now we know that we know the, the playbook of what has to happen. Stuff might have to burn. and might not. I don't know. But yeah, the, Waters the was right. has to be there. Yeah. Maxine Waters was right. And also everybody's shitting themselves over Maxine like so so again did you actually listen to the quote that Maxine nah, nah. over nah we played it on the show I played it on the show I think like either yesterday or the day before and like literally all she was saying is that like we need to be out there protesting no matter what because police injustice is a thing that exists in the world and like Tucker Carlson and like literally everybody on their right shitted and pissed their pants like, Good. It was so ridiculous, like because the way that she said it wasn't even specific. She was basically saying that like protest is good. Ooh, you know, that is the statement that I have to say. And like they were just like pissing and shitting themselves. It was incredible how fucking like like how how not uh, like uh, you can call it a radical statement. That's fine or sure or whatever. But like, if you listen to it and actually analyze it, it does not sound at all like you need to torture that language to um, make it seem the way that a lot of right wing media did. Which is, I mean, that's their day jobs, right? right. Um, but like, I don't know. They made a lot of hay out of that, and like that needs to be addressed as well. Like, like teeing off on that. Like, you cannot let them get away with that bullshit. You can't. I mean, I want people like that afraid. I want them to be yeah. like, well, we better. Oh, boy. I guess we can't murder people in the street anymore. They'll, they might burn down my gated community. I guess we got to. I, I want them to be afraid. I don't care. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Like, yeah. that's that's not, you know, give peace a chance and all this bullshit. But yeah. that's, what, that's where I've been at for quite some time. Exactly. And, like. Yeah. Um, to, to address what uh, Sidecaster is saying right now about the Portland scene, that sounds like um, a, a permanent 
um, a permanent recipe because he's so 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 Sycaster says Portland scene it's hard to explain but there's a lot of um hey don't do x because people it affects the most don't like it while other people from the same demographic say go further um that is like a permanent recipe that the so it sounds like some of the like anti-voices are saying to like always always do like restraint and to always never do anything that is worth a goddamn see here's right. the thing i right. might be i might be oversimplifying things but i don't understand why these if if you've got a group of people let's just say portland anti-fascists who are like let's let's do all the things right mm-hmm. and their thing is like let's do all the things and then you've got people going oh i just want to like be out here and peacefully protest Mm-hmm. I don't see how those two things are they're not, in conflict. they're not in conflict. If anything, those people are like, you got to look at that. This is not, if this is a war for justice and so this is a guerrilla war, this isn't like we're all going to mass all our troops, you know, and march to here and there. And then that's what it's going to be. How these things, that's what's going to move the police state. How these things have always worked is, there's, I say this a million times on this show. There's always been a reasonable wing and a quote-unquote unreasonable wing. And so what happens is the unreasonable wing is doing what they're doing, and the government, the state, finally decides to negotiate. like, man, we better negotiate with the quote-unquote reasonable people. Yeah. And that's but how that's this is worked. This is how it worked in England. This is how it worked in the civil rights movement in the 60s and 70s. That's how it's going to work again. And I think that you're right in the sense that, like, there has to be a fundamental unity. Like, you can't have, like, oh, we have the lib socias and the tankies, and I fucking want to kill the tankies because I'm a lib soch, and like, the fucking everybody's a fucking rad lib or whatever, right? And the the other. The other faction gets the guillotine. <laughs> you know, it's like, ridiculous. It's stupid. <laughs> like left discourse is the dumbest shit in the world, man. Right. Like that's just how it is. We need the lady out there, or the or the person, the they the the they him she, uh, the you guy, know, the guys gals, gals and non-binary pals no. who's out there on the front lines protesting, who literally is just has soup for their family. That because that shit like makes the news. Like that's I, just like like the guy, the guy who was like the navy vet or whatever who got tear gassed yeah. and he just was eating like baton blows to the knees. Mm-hmm. And then the news rushed over to him and be like, Yeah, I'm in, I was in the navy. Like I didn't I didn't sign up for my country to become a fascist state. I'm just out here just trying to flex my uh, that seemed pretty fucking cool. You need that guy. You yeah. need that guy who's never gonna throw a brick, he's never going to like He's he's never gonna burn a target, but yeah. you need him. You're against purity in a lot of ways. Everybody, I'm against purity in a lot of ways. Right. Like I'm 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 like very. I don't know. Like I'm not like, I'm not against people who like promote purity. I guess you could say. But like I myself, I'm sort of like, hey, you doing that thing over there, and you doing that thing over there, who like are um, acting like your enemies. Uh, actually, you're doing this, you're trying to like move toward the same end, and it's like the only thing that you have as a difference is like so marginal and so far down the line and so removed from reality that it's like functionally not real. If that makes look, any sense, look here, man. Like, and you need uh, here's the thing the right wing and like 
the right wing fascists already understand this. If you you can Google a lot of you can go to like the um, Southern Justice Southern Poverty. I can't think right now. I'm sorry. Um, Center. Thank you. And the ACLU and stuff like that. And look at and just Google um, fascist Nazi racist recruiting. They will they will turn away people who want to do who are like our skinheads are like, oh, I'm a skinhead from the core and I, yeah. I'll no, do this for my race. They'll go, no, we need people with clean records to become yeah. cops. We teachers. want pride right. boys. And it's like, the, so the right understands this, that yeah, like not everybody, people are going to play different roles mm-hmm. in the quote unquote struggle. We need to understand the same thing and not fight against ourselves when people are just doing what they can. Everybody can do yeah. something. And G-Wall says leaders seem to be necessary because the left gets sidetracked too easy. I think the only yes. way that you can possibly have leaders is if people determine who those leaders are. And the only way that you can have people to do that is when they define themselves. It's almost like a, uh, it is a, it's a very push-pull thing. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. we've been on here for an hour and a half almost. Um, anything you want to say on the way out, Robert? Um, I have been roller skating. Uh, I did the roller skating thing because that's what people do now. Um, there's a world, I got a pair of skates. I'm really bad at it. Uh, my body's square box skates. Or are you talking yeah, about quad skates? Quad wow. skates. Okay, cool. Um, uh, so I'm really bad at it. Um, I can only stay on them for like 30 minutes at a time. If that, my body is old and tired. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be cool on Instagram like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's actually like a weird um, racial component that I did not know to roller skating, to where like uh, black people had to forcibly integrate uh, skating rinks. Mm-hmm. And so now there's a lot of weird drama online of like, hey y'all, roller skating is back. Look at all <laughs> us on TikTok. And it's just like, no, look at all the. You're saying it's back because because white people are doing it to where roller skating uh, never left in the black community. But um, that's something maybe I want to talk about on another show. Yeah, well, a couple, a more, a couple more chat messages I want to read. Autonomous protests are the most toxic of all DAs here. Uh, I've heard anti-worker rhetoric and half the crowd will cheer because it's POC saying if you can't be here every night, don't show up at all. Yeah, I mean, like, if if you're not, you're appealing to the minority if, you, if you're appealing to the only people that can't show up every night. Um G Wolf says the leaders themselves can become a problem. That's why you need method, like mechanisms of accountability uh, for those leaders. Um, and Sidecaster says leaders absolutely are needed, but they have to have community. They have to be community elders. I don't think it necessarily has to be community elders. I just think there needs to be mechanisms of accountability. And for community elders, that's usually a long track record of investment in the community. Uh, so there you go. Experience is not a bad thing necessarily. It's not necessarily, I mean, it can be a good thing. Um, but also, I mean, like, like as somebody who's, who's been in labor circles for a long time, people who've been uh, in labels, labor spaces for too long, um, sort of buy into a lot of like bullshit that does not apply to people who have been like actually working with tools on their belt for a long time. So anyway, um, that's sort of like my take on a lot of that. Um, but regardless, yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for listening. This is going to go out probably on Saturday morning. Um, love you everybody. Goodbye. Bye.